Welcome to today's episode of the Ain't That Good podcast with Brandy, Tanya, Chelsea, Keisha, and you. Today's episode is all about how to have fun and laughter in the mundane. So pull up a chair and join us as we reframe life one conversation at a time. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So today on the talking about fun, right? Yeah, we're talking about fun and laughter and laughter and shenanigans. So and shenanigans and shenanigans and shenanigans. So in full transparency, when our lovely Enneagram Seven brought this episode suggestion to the table, those of us at the table who are ones were slightly confused. Keisha and I had to process our way through it just a little bit. She actually sent me a text and said, hey, because she wasn't actually with us when we had the discussion about this episode and said, walk me through this a little bit. You know, exactly what direction are we going? What does this look like? And I text back and I said, well, you know what? I'm actually a duck out of water right now. And I'm at the table today with the expectancy to lean in and learn because Chelsea And I won't speak for Brandy as a four, but Chelsea is a seven. It is her natural tendency to look at everything as to how can I make this feel good? How can I make this enjoyable? How can I make this fun? As where myself and probably Keisha would approach a situation more from how can I make this efficient? How can I maximize my time and make this productive? So that is not my natural lean. That is not my natural tendency to go to the fun and the laughter. So I'm excited about this episode because I think particularly as women, it is easy to get bogged down with busyness, with mundane responsibilities, with everyday frustrations, with life challenges that are just heavy. I mean, even as we came into the podcast this morning, some of us have some life challenges right now that are just heavy and they just really difficult to carry around. But here's the deal. We have been redeemed and we have been forgiven. We have been saved, but yet we walking around as the body of Christ looking all grumpy. Oh, yeah. And God wants us to be full of love and joy and peace and people that are full of love and joy and peace. They smiling. They're laughing. They are the good. They are living out of joy and out of gratitude. So I am excited to see what our seven and our four have to teach us today at the table. And don't get in, hear this. Keisha is a ball of fun. She is. Yes, she is. So, so, I'm is, Tanya. so is Tanya. So I, I'm excited about digging in to this content today. So where do y'all want to start? Who wants to jump right now, in? Now, just for a second there, when you said Chelsea... You know, fun is her. I thought you were going to say idle. Oh. <laughs> and it can be. It can be. Shove the feelings down. Just take the cream off the top. All the fun and all the joy. That's <laughs> that's what we like to do sometimes, which is not always the healthiest. But it is, absolutely is healthy um, to have a life um, and a pursuit of joy and laughter. So as we were thinking about this, um. I shouldered off of a lot of what Brandy has talked to us about in the therapy world about the child ego. And it took me to Matthew nineteen fourteen, And it's when people were bringing the little children to Jesus. Um, and Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs. It belongs mm-hmm. to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, 
he went on from there. Mm. And we sometimes as adults forget the importance of joy, of laughter, of expectancy, of anticipation about growing laughter and happiness under our feet instead of waiting for it in the future or dwelling on happiness that's occurred in the past. And so this verse is so dynamic because when you think of children, children in lots of ways are very different than how we approach life as an adult. Oftentimes as an adult, we come to Jesus because we're, we're totally broken Mm. or because we've messed up our lives or because we need to get into law school or we need to get into medical school or, or we need to pass this test. But I know when my smaller children come to me, they come to me out of so many things that they're just so pure, even if they're not right. Does that Mm. make sense? Mm -hmm. So sometimes they come and they're just so needy, you know, because lots of times as adult, we just try to power through and we're like, yeah, God, I'm not really going to pray about that because I got that. Mm. I've got that. I'm good at that. So you don't need to shoulder that burden. I'm going to do it. But when it comes to my kids, they're like, mom, I I can't brush my teeth. (laughs) And sometimes I think that God wants us to bring that kind of, Lord, you know how weak I am. I'm just, I am a spiritual vegetable unless you um, animate me and uh, bring all the fruit of the spirit to fruition in my life. And so the other thing I thought about as I was meditating on this, I just thought, you know, kids, when my kids come to me so many times, they come to me just in a spirit of pure joy and fun. Like they want to make me laugh. My 10, eight and five year old they're old enough now that they kind of know the things mm-hmm. that will make me laugh, that will bring joy. And they're seeking that out. And I want to seek those things out in the father too. Sometimes I want to make him laugh. And a lot of times he makes me laugh. Yeah. And when he's filling me with that laughter, then I go into my day, the day that's before me, not the day six months from now, not the day a year from now, but the day right here that I'm in. And I take that laughter and that fun and that joy with me. And I spread it. I spread those, sow those seeds of laughter. That is so good. I mean, just kind of talking about the, um, the child ego. So three things, I, three egos that I've learned here recently in some class that I'm taking uh, was the child ego, the parent ego, and the adult ego, and how they all differ. And the parent and child, I mean, the parent and adult ego are very similar, but the parent is the one that's more kind of controlling the situation this isn't a good situation. I feel like I have to come in and I have to make things right. Whereas the adult is, is taking care of all the responsibilities, all the way, all the load. And then the child ego is just doing that. It's just living life and seeing everything through the lens of wonder and adventure and creativity. How can we make this a great day? Does it matter? And just moving on. It doesn't matter. Not letting anything kind of hang them up, but everything is an opportunity to seek out fun and adventure. So what I hear both of you saying is it's an intentional approach in order to, I think for some, yeah, it's a discipline. I believe it is a true discipline. Right. Mm -hmm. And there is absolutely a time to grieve, to grieve. We are called to grieve with those who grieve, uh, but we're also called to it dance in times of joy yeah. when people have joy we're we're called to be in community and share the joy with those people right. i think it comes naturally to some than more than others yeah. i mean you were talking about as a you know the four i'm like i think for me i usually match the energy in the room and assess if i need to bring a little bit more 
I don't, it's not a natural lean for me to be silly and goofy, although I, I do that in certain settings easier than others. My husband literally wakes up for real singing and dancing across the room. I literally asked him if he would um, fix the blind this morning at the table when we were eating breakfast because it was right in my eyes. And he goes over and he's just moving, just looking for some attention, <laughs> like shaking and like like trying to dance around. And I'm like, I, I, it's just closing the blind. For me, I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world? But for him, he's like, this is an opportunity to get laughter and a smile and something from my life that I really want to make this day fun. So he gets that. I don't. And sometimes if I'm in a not great mood, it's really frustrating because I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. Just so fix the blind. Just fix the blind. <laughs> but for I, I appreciate I, that. Yeah. And I think that's what I mean by intentional approach is that, yes, at times it, it does come natural. It comes easy. And I think a lot of that, and I hope we get into that in a second, is the people that you surround yourself with makes a big difference yeah. in your ability yeah. to see joy and have peace and laugh. But there are times when you're busy and you're just trying to get the things done and get the boxes checked or you're frustrated or the school calls and your kids had a really bad day at school and you know, you're, mm -hmm. you're questioning all the things. And in those moments, it does take that intentional approach to see the joy and to engage in the laughter and to remember that everything in this world is so temporal. It is so temporary to not, but in the moment it feels so heavy. Yeah. And I think laughter lightens all of that when we're willing to intentionally engage in that. I do want to Let's, give health benefits of laughter. Okay. Can we go there? It. Yeah. All right. So laughter, a good hearty belly laugh actually exercises the diaphragm, contracts the abs, works the shoulders. It makes the muscles feel more relaxed. And you think about it. When you have a good hearty belly laugh, it just, it's cathartic. Absolutely. Other benefits of laughter. And this is, this was interesting to me. And of course the one at the table, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring the statistics, which I guess is not that fun, but important to know. I love that. <laughs> laughter reduces pain. It reduces blood sugar levels. It improves job performance and connects people emotionally. It improves the flow of oxygen to the heart and brain. It improves your immune system by releasing more anti-infection antibodies. I thought that was oh, interesting. Yeah. It lessens chronic depression and anxiety, making it easier to cope with challenges. It regulates your cortisol levels, reducing stress. It relaxes your body and increases your chances of getting pregnant, according to a study done in 2011, which I thought was really interesting. I'll only bring up those statistics to say the importance of being intentional if it doesn't come naturally to your personality or if it doesn't come naturally to your situation. Right. It is important. Yeah. And I will say, knowing that we were going to be talking about fun and all of that, I was really strategic this week to do certain things throughout the week that I normally wouldn't do. Uh -huh. And it does work. It Tell works. That's what I want to hear about. I want to hear how strategically you did that this week because I know I know all of us tried to kind of do that this week, knowing this episode was coming. But I want to hear how that went. I want to hear what worked, and I want to hear what didn't. Because a lot of times, what doesn't work is even funnier. <laughs> True. 
You're not wrong. I mean, so for me, so, and I will talk about a cold plunge, plunge in a little while later on, but we have a cold plunge in the back and there's a big window. And so my husband was in the cold plunge and I just started dancing in the window and he was like dying laughing at me. That is not typical of me. That's typical of him, but not me. But it was one of those things. It was, it made him laugh. I mean, knowing I was making him laugh, just was like, oh, I am funny. It feels good to know you're funny sometimes. <laughs> it does feel good to know you're funny. I totally agree with that. I love that. Uh, I have a friend and she told me not to tell this story. And I said, I won't use your name. But when her husband mows the yard, sometimes she'll get in the window and she'll flash him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that is brilliant. Why haven't I thought of this? <laughs> hey, let's go back a little bit. Let's think nostalgically. And y'all may have some specific memories of your grandparents or your parents, but I think everybody has that dad or that uncle that always did the stop hitting yourself. Do you remember this? Right? Right? So, you know, you're a little kid and they've got a hold of your wrist and they're like, and they're like, stop hitting yourself. And and you just thought that was the best thing since sliced bread when you're a little kid. Or as a kid or your children... Will they ever walk up to you and say, will you tickle me? When was the last time you asked somebody, will you tickle me? Because we crave Uh all those endorphins that Tanya just talked about. But as a child, we're much more in tune to be like, oh, I need to laugh. Yeah. I need laughter right now. So I'm going to ask to tickle me right now. And it's so much fun because they're so bought in. Maybe, maybe I'll ask Bob. (laughs) You totally should, Tanya. 100%. All right, Chelsea, tell us about your scare challenge this week. Oh, I tried to scare my husband this week and videotape it, but he's not fun. Oh. I take that back. He's actually really funny. He's just not very scarable. So all I got on video was me jumping around and him just looking underneath our forklift. Anyway, that's, but I laughed a whole lot. And then he was like, why are you acting weird? You're being so weird. And I was like, it's a snake. And he was like, it's too cold for snakes. And I was like, you're crushing me. You're crushing me. Play along. <laughs> Here's another thing. If you ever eat like a really sticky candy bar or something and you take a bite and you know it's all up in those teeth, but you just smile. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just thought these are little things, they cost us nothing. Yeah. We can do them almost instantly. Some really detailed, fun, or laughable moments are also really great, too. Like, I thought, you know, when it's your kid's birthday and you're rolling through car line, like, get some balloons blown up and put them out the window. Or blow up a bunch of balloons. And there's so many ideas you could do on Pinterest with just balloons. Like, they open the door and the balloons are saran wrapped, so they all fall out onto your kids or fall out onto your husband. Oh, that's a neat idea. I really think, especially at the workplace, this is oftentimes the biggest opportunity we have to spread joy. Mm. And just like John, I like to sing. I typically have a song in my head when I first wake up. 
And if you sing, you'll notice that other people will start to sing. They'll get more (laughs) bold. Or if you dance, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I will dance in the OR while we're, you know, getting the rooms cleaned out and turning rooms over and things like that. We dance because it's a joy to be there. I love my job. And it lets other people that are great at their job, I feel like it takes them to the next level because then we get into the, oh, okay, I'm I, I'm comfortable with my job. I love my job. And now I'm at ease in my job. Huh. And when people are already great, but then there, there's that ease element that comes in, then they're excellent. No, that's a good point. Then not only are we getting something done, but we're getting something done and everyone's huh. really enjoying it. That is a great um, point. And that's some yeah. of the best um, operating that I will do is when I have a team that's in it with me, they're excellent already, but then they're bought in and then they're not worried about, Oh, you know, do I not have this? Do I have this, et cetera, et cetera. Then they can actually, it's almost like they're doing it and they're not having to necessarily think about it because they're that good. Hmm. I think that there may be some disillusionment that you may have just uncovered there. Like, would you say that there's any job, any profession that it would be inappropriate to allow laughter and fun to be present. I think with any job, you're going to have times that you need not to have that, especially in the medical profession. There's lots of times where it's not appropriate, but oftentimes it has to do with a heavy walk with a patient. Right. But even those heavy walks with the patient, because I see lots and lots of cancer patients. And I can tell you right now, talking about statistics, patients that come in with a higher uh, level of baseline joy, as far as their routine, their mentation, overall, the cure rate for those patients is higher. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's just as Tanya said, there are certain health benefits to laughter Mm -hmm. and to fun. And so we'll walk through heavy moments with patients Actually, that's that's one of the other parts of my job that I love because I get to connect with patients oftentimes on the worst day of their life. And then we get to grow together from there. Mm -hmm. And then for the vast majority of those patients, when they come in for their one year follow up, two year cancer free follow up, I'm like, guess what? You're another year cancer free. This is a big deal. You need to go out and celebrate. You need to go out and have a big dinner with your family. You need to go do something you love. You need to book a trip. And we get to talk about those things. So it's a lot like a little microcosm of life. And I enjoy watching people do things well when they're enjoying doing it at the same time. So that's one of the things I love about Keisha's husband. Landon is Landon absolutely loves CrossFit and what he does. And so he's excellent at it, but he's not like gritting it, grinding it out. He's excellent at it. And he's totally overjoyed to do it at the same time. Mm -hmm. There is nothing more infectious than that. That's true. Nothing. Um, Or when, when Brandy calls and she's like, I had the best day. I had a breakthrough with the patient and like, she's in it. She is in it like she is overflowing because she was an able, able to impart value to a patient, to sit and, and talk about life with a patient, to make life explicit with a patient. And what I mean with that, talking about the little things we always do that we don't necessarily think are 
out of the ordinary or they are normal, but she's like, wait, stop. Why did you do that? And in the process, she's helping that patient get to that aha moment Mm. and she loves her job. And so when that happens for her, that's fun for her. Right. 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 Yeah. Like I get, I get that. Like, you know, we have those moments in our professions, various professions where, you know, you want to have those moments that are heavier, but I just, I have seen people really walk around with this idea that because I am this, I can't show fun. That place in my profession that doesn't, it doesn't translate. It doesn't need to exist. It doesn't have a space. And I would just challenge that and say, there abs- you can absolutely include it, obviously in appropriate times and settings, like you were saying, but if, if the joy of the Lord is our strength, how much strength do we actually need and how much joy should we be eluding? And even kind of uh, what Tanya and Keisha were talking about earlier of like, you know, not all the time do we feel like fun, even more so when people are around you who allow themselves to walk differently, to walk in joy and laughter and to, to allow themselves to be silly and not take themselves so seriously. That is contagious for, for us who it may not be a, a natural lean. And so I would say, Hey, my sevens out there, like, embrace it and show it because us who are not natural at that, we need you. We need you Mm. in that space to help us not take life and situations so seriously. I completely agree with that. And, you know, we were talking about community and I think it is largely who you surround yourself with. And I want to say these three ladies that are sitting at this table with me today, I get so much joy and laughter from them. I can't tell you how much we laughed even this morning before we hit record. Chelsea, she just has a knack for just making all things lighthearted. I mean, you know, we can be in a heavy mm-hmm. family situation, whatever it is, and I turn around and she's like dancing and moving and kind of like John. She just has a, a real knack to make things feel lighter. I love that about her. Chelsea described Brandy perfectly in that she is very infectious. She'll send us text in the morning and give us a deep thought and she will share her word pictures and her visions. And it it just inspires me to remember that mm-hmm. yeah. my is the eternal and not the temporal. And Keisha is witty. I mean, she is. She just has this yes, wit about is. her. That, I mean, just all of a sudden, she can just have an insight that is just really humorous to every situation. So I do think <laughs> yeah. she's around she is smart. Yes. She is quick. She is. She is. She is, she is quick. She, she is, is quick. hiding in the bedroom from her husband and son so that she can actually record a podcast. On the <laughs> but you I'm locked ladies. in my bedroom trying That's to right. Right in. Now. Good look. That's right. You three ladies bring a lot of cheer and you're good at that. And I appreciate that. And so I would encourage anyone who doesn't have that to seek that. Seek out those people who can bring yeah. just cheer and lightheartedness to your day. I want to ask y'all a question. Have you ever laughed at the wrong time? Yes. (laughs) Probably. Because as Chelsea said, there is a time and a season for everything. So when have you laughed at the wrong time that ended up being kind of funny because it was wrong? Well, I won't tell all the time, but I don't think it ever came back around to actually being funny. (laughs) So when I was... (laughs) So when I was a bit younger... Um, I, I really had a hard, oh, this is awful. And I'm about to share this. 
it was because I was nervous. You ever get that nervous yes, laughter? Absolutely. And it's kind of like a heavy sure. emotion that you've not really worked out yourself and you don't really know. And so having to tell someone, this is awful. I cannot believe I'm about to say this because it's not funny. And yet here I'm laughing about to say this in front of every, well, here we go. Like when I was younger, having to tell someone that someone passed away, I couldn't do it without smiling or laughing. <laughs> I, th- I actually think that's a pretty common thing that happens. I mean, because you don't know where else to put your emotion. For real. I mean, now like, it I'm almost good. like your emotion gets displaced yeah. into that. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. It's not good. Yeah. Now I got it clearly, you know, I'm more grown up. I've navigated my emotions a little bit more appropriately, but it wasn't because it, I didn't, I thought it was funny or, but yeah, that was, that happened several times. And I'm like, I'm so sorry that I'm smiling. I don't know why, because it's not funny, but <laughs> it was bad. So, well, yeah. <laughs> I, but it is hard. I tell you, I'm going to tell on myself and I'm going to tell on my husband a little bit about laughing at the wrong time. So I don't get super mad at Bob very often. I mean, we just, we get along well. And <laughs> though, he will make me so mad that I will want to say cuss words and do. But when that happens, he laughs because he thinks that's so funny because I rarely ever cuss. So he says, that's just wrong. It's just wrong coming out of your mouth. And I'm sorry that I just can't. And which makes me even madder. So oh, I bet. form of laughter that is kind of infuriating to me is when I'm really <laughs> going across with some cuss words and no one's taking me seriously. <laughs> Landon does the same thing. I'll be so mad. I'll be trying to tell him something and he'll just kind of be <laughs> nodding his face and then he'll just go. <laughs> what? No, no, it's not the time for that laughter. No, I bet you laugh though when he but does that. I bet I you're do like, laugh. I do laugh. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't want to laugh right now. Oh my that goodness, that's it does funny. diffuse. It does diffuse. <laughs> it does. Sure, it is a diffuser. All right, I have a top ten simple list Ooh. from day to day that you can use to help create laughter and joy throughout the day in your relationships. This is just Chelsea talking, okay? I'm not right, okay? Number one, say words incorrectly in front of people that you know hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In the South, this is called getting someone's goat. So if somebody Uh has a goat that's available, grab up that goat. So Uh I work with an anesthesiologist and he knows the things. He's a brilliant man. But every opportunity that he's in my room... We and some of our other people in the room take that time to mispronounce words or use incorrect grammar in front of him, which then he's like, (sighs) I mean, it totally drives him nuts, which makes us just laugh hysterically. So we'll be like, hey, anybody want Mexican? I want a quesadilla. I love quesadillas. (laughs) They're delicious. And that queso with the tortillas, delicious. Yeah. That's a or, good. I've seen that. I know I seen it. I work with another guy. He hates it when you use the word hymns. So we'll be like, hymns hates that. Uh-uh. 
Him's got to get better at that. Oh, look, look at him's him's so cute. I mean, it just, you, you know, just the little pet peeve stuff that you're not okay. hurting anybody's feelings, but yeah. people, I'm sure people do it to me too. I know that they do. All right. Number two, quote movies. Okay. Especially if you and somebody else watch the same show in conversation, just throw a quote out there because uh-huh. I bet they're going to quote, quote the movie back to you. Yeah. And that's just something that that's connects good. you and it's, Fun, like the office, the office. I could quote the office all day long. So Jordan Stanley, mm-hmm. whenever I think of something, I got to shoot a text out to Jordan Stanley. Cause I know she's going to come back at me with some uh-huh. office. Oh, can I give my, can I pull on the movie one real quick, please? So this is something that Landon and I do to each other. So if you've ever seen the movie taken, uh, there's the scene where they've come and they've gotten the girl and Liam Neeson gets on the phone with the, the kidnapper and Liam Neeson is letting him know, like, I will find you and I will kill you and, you know, all these things. And then the <laughs> kidnapper listens to it. And then you hear this <sighs> deep breathe. Like, it takes a very deep breath. And then he says, good luck. <laughs> so now we use that all the time. So, like, if Landon's got to go bathe AJ or get him ready or something, I'll turn and look and say, good luck. <laughs> I love that. So it's like, it turns into an inside joke, right? Uh Yes. So that's That's another bonding moment for Mm -hmm. that relationship. I love that one. Uh, Number three, don't cuss, get creative. Oh, Oh. this is a good one. Maybe we should edit my story. Uh -uh. (laughs) Nope, not a chance. So language, that was something I really struggled with before I got serious about Christ. That was literally the first thing that cleaned up in my life was my, oh gosh, Tanya could tell you, I'm sure she'd be like, oh, Chelsea, no, don't say that (laughs) anymore. Um, So this has been actually a really fun thing for me and my kids because my kids uh, will, you know, they love to call each other an ugh head. Okay. Cause I'm like, don't call each other ugly. So it's now morphed into ughead. So that's something you can get creative with, you know, cotton headed nanny muggins. We can all appreciate uh-huh. that from uh-huh. L. Uh, number four, go exploring, mm-hmm. go exploring with your husband, with your kids, whatever, take a walk, go outside. If you've got some, uh, a trail or you've got some land, get out there, look around. Uh, next one, dress up, dress up for Halloween. Mm-hmm. When was the last time as an adult you dressed up for Halloween? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a big one. Next. Rip open presents. Do not open presents like an adult. Rip that yes, thing fine. open. Yeah. Okay. Come, Come on. on. Yeah. I want to see paper flying. I want to see paper all over the floor. Yes. <laughs> Next one. Talk in an accent. Oh, I okay, love so this Tanya one. Tanya and I will talk in British accents. Have done it for years. It's terrible. Anybody from England is going to be like, no, you are from the deep South. That uh-huh. is absolutely pitiful. But it's hysterical. We love it. We love it. The art of surprise. Okay. Scare somebody. Mm. I hate being scared, but it always makes me laugh. And when I see somebody else get scared, I, I, I almost pee my pants. It's, it's hysterical. The art of the greeting. So this is where it gets really good with your husband. So when you know your husband's home, like I've done this before, like put a red lip on. And like come outside in some heels. <laughs> and you can still be dressed like trailer trash, but be like, hey, baby, what are you doing? Black your tooth out. I mean, just do go there and just, hey, what you doing? What's your name? They'll love it. Okay. And they will die laughing. Um, last one. 
just act crazy. Sometimes just take a second and allow yourself, give yourself permission to act crazy with your children, with your spouse, with your friends. Um, One thing that I have been doing since Chase and I got married, if he gets in bed before me and he's still awake, I will do something called steamroller. All it is is I get in bed or get on top of the covers and I just log roll over him. (laughs) But when I do it, I just say steamroller and then I go back steamroller. I mean, it's stupid, but we've been doing it for 15 years. It's just funny to us. It would never be funny to anybody else, but there's always opportunity around us. Yeah. We just have Mm. to look a little. Come on. It's true. That's awesome, Chelsea. They Those really are, are. Thank you. They really Stop are. I took, I took notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Those are really awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are great ideas, and I appreciate that you are seven Enneagram. I knew you would shine in, mm-hmm. in helping us yeah. know how to do this. All right. Do we want to transition to our here to there? Yes. And do I it. believe Brandy has the here I to do. there. I do have the here to there. I've actually um, talked about it a couple of times on our episodes, but our here to there is cold plunge. Um, You can make a cold plunge out of pretty much anything. It's really just getting in really cold water. You can purchase them online. I mean, anywhere from a few hundred dollars to several thousands of dollars. Um, We have just literally bought a horse trough and it's been kind of cold at night. And so the water (laughs) is cold enough in the morning to jump in and, the um, just the effects of it have been really fantastic and honestly life changing for me. If I'm being really honest, and I've shared some of that already, but it's it's been proven to help reduce anxiety and even depression. And so those are some some benefits as well as energy levels and and just kind of getting your day started. That whole mindset of if you can sit in there, I think it's recommended maybe three minutes or longer. Yeah. Um, if you can sit in it you know, for that long first thing in the morning, then the idea is that that's the hardest thing you're going to do that whole day. And you just kind of tackle your day a little bit differently that, that come what may, that no matter what, I'm going to be able to, to uh, handle whatever may come and do it with a strength that I may not have had um, before. So cold plunge is our here to there. What's for dinner? I'm going to tell you. Do it. It's healthy. It's filling. It's fun. Maybe it's not healthy. It's nerd clusters. (gasps) Because when you're fun, that's what you have for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) They're so good. They are so good. You can eat them lukewarm. You can eat them frozen. Frozen. You can put them in the fridge. Mm. You can chew them. You can just suck on them. They're so dynamic. They are. So dynamic. Listen. There's a true addiction to nerd clusters mm-hmm. going on in this friend group. Yeah, it's true. It's as my Tanya. son literally is stealing nerd clusters right oh. now in front of my very eyes. Oh yeah, we're gonna turn Tanya t- into a nerd cluster. Yeah, we are. Um, you don't like them? I I don't love them. No. Hmm. What about sweet okay. tart ropes? Would you be willing to go for that one? I have to try that. I don't okay. think I've ever had one. Oh. Okay. Maybe we start there and ease her into the nerd clusters. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but if you haven't tried the new Easter ones, they are on point. Now, Ooh, speaking yeah. of Easter, the Cadbury mini eggs. Now that oh, is my yeah. language. Yeah. So we're saying delicious. what's for dinner is candy. Candy. 
Well, Don't listen, last night, we, the three of us who live in Dothan went to dinner and we had to wait quite a while on a table. Well, Chelsea had a fruit roll up in her pocket. So yep. basically yeah, that's dude. what I ate for dinner. Yeah. So. It was from my friend Tiffany. Yep. <laughs> Shout out Tiffany. Thank you for that. Fruit go, roll up. It saved me. Nothing. That's right. That's so good. Mm. Well, thank you for joining us today. I want to end with Proverbs 17.22 that says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, mm. but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. I'm so thankful for you, the listener who has joined us at the table today. I'm thankful for these ladies. I'm so thankful for Chelsea's 10 suggestions. Those were yeah. so good. And we just job, thank Chelsea. you for joining us here. Thank, I love you, ladies, oh, very you, much. Tisha. Love you. Could you please do the ending in a British accent? Oh, yes. Why, well, I can. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. We hope you had a jolly old time. And please feel free to come back next week for our next episode. We're not sure what you're going to hear, but it will always be fun. <laughs> what? Oh, you're yeah. not sure yeah. what you're going to hear. <laughs> Here we go, ladies. Here we go. Bye, you Bye. See ya. <laughs>